Welcome to the Rhonda Grant Show with your host, Rhonda Grant. If you believe that there is more to life than what you see right now and you want to find out more, listen in as her guests share their journey and their extraordinary experiences. Now, here is your host, Rhonda Grant. Welcome. We are so pleased that you have joined us. It is here that we will uncover if my guest has had extraordinary discoveries in her life. The theme song for the Rhonda Grant Show is Sun on the Water, composed and performed by John Park Wheeler. My guest today is Lisa McDonald, who is empowering business owners, individuals, and entrepreneurs to transform their lives, achieve their goals, and turn their dreams into realities by walking the talk and approaching life, love, and work with fearless gratitude, enthusiasm, and hope. Through her suite of services, including coaching, mentoring, and her top-rated podcast and online TV show, Lisa McDonald inspires people to do and be their very best every single day. Lisa's approach is simple and yet profoundly impactful. She will empower and reinvigorate her audience to take daily action in their personal and professional lives. She proves that by moving away from fear, anxiety, and overwhelm, even the most newest online entrepreneurs can generate exciting momentum as they move closer to building a life and business they love. Join me in welcoming the sensational Lisa McDonald. Oh, Rhonda, thank you so very much. What a lovely intro. And I just want to first start by saying congratulations to you on your phenomenal radio show podcast. I am super, super excited for you, super proud of you and super happy. And thank you for the gift of your time and for kindly inviting me to be a guest on your show. I'm super honored. Oh, thank you so much, Lisa. Well, we are so happy to have you. Um, You have had many huge successes in your life. And people may not realize what it takes to be that successful. Those who've observed you may remark how lucky you've been. But if they walk in your shoes, Lisa, they might get a big surprise about how committed you are to your walk, your journey, and perhaps your calling each and every day. Can you give us some insight to what it takes to reach this level of success? Well, that's a great question, because oftentimes uh, what people glean on social media, they would be apt or inclined to believe that everything in my particular situation is a resounding yes, or it's a bullseye, or it's an overnight successful situation, endeavor, whatever the case may be. And you and I, as savvy business women, know that there's a lot more that's involved and required of that. And so I don't believe in luck. Um, I believe in hard work. I, I believe in consistency, perseverance. Um, I, nothing in my life, as you know, Rhonda, from our behind the scenes conversations has come easily for me. Um, but you know, I, I believe in myself and I believe in the vision of what I hold near and dear to my heart. And so if it's important enough to me, uh, in terms of any level of investment of time, energy, attention, then it's, it's moot in terms of how long things take to come to fruition. I'm just really about the journey and I'm really about learning about who I am in the process of ascending 
And, um, and so I just stick at it, you know, and, and I believe in myself once again, and I think that's an essential core ingredient for any of your listeners, you know, when people say, Oh, well, how did Rhonda get this? Or how did Lisa get that? Or how did either of them aspire to be where they are in their particular journey? And I just say, you know, it's, it's attitude, it's approach, it's about hustle. uh, It's about inherent belief, it's about tenacity, it's about perseverance. And so if I believe in something or someone or something is that emphatically important to me, I won't give up. And I think, you know, that's, that's really what it comes down to is just don't quit. Exactly. But what drives that engine for you, Lisa? Um, Well, as I've prefaced and predicated everywhere that I have an opportunity to do so everything I do, I do for my children. Um, Particularly being a single mom, I'm, you know, I'm very responsible as a parent, I have to be. And, uh, you know, I'm the walking, talking, breathing example. So, for both my children, I, I have a son and a daughter. It's important to me because they're looking to me not only as their role model, not only as their parent, um, but they're taking stock and they're taking heed of what does mommy do. And so if mommy's impressing upon them, whether it be with regards to their school studies or things that they're passionate about or they want to endeavor or embark upon, um, then all they have to do is look to me to go, okay, well, not everything goes easily for mommy, but we know that mommy never quits. And so they will see in whatever it is I'm doing behind the scenes, how long in many cases it takes for me to get a yes or to bring something to completion or to bring something into fruition. Um, But they know that I don't quit and thereby leading by example, more importantly for my children than my clients, my radio guests, my anybody, uh, it's important that I do that service to them so that they can incorporate those inherent core values and beliefs into their DNA for how they navigate their lives uh, as they continue to get older and step into their greatness. That is excellent. And to have the foresight that you have as a parent is incredible, that you realize that um your actions every day inspires them and instills those qualities uh, in them uh, for them to be successful in their lives. They see what it takes to be successful when they watch you. Well, I appreciate that. I really do appreciate your kind words. And, you know, but it's it's also giving them the realistic, practical, upfront um reality that not everything goes according to plan and not mm-hmm. everything's going to happen as efficiently as what you would want it to so it's it's a very pragmatic um not only in terms of what i embody and therefore demonstrate to them in the way of commitment and investment and fortitude but it's also showing the reality that uh if something's really important to you you're not going to give up just because things don't necessarily automatically go your way you have to stick with it Um, You have to be innovative. You have to be creative in terms of carving out contingency plans or alternative measures in which to get to where it is you want to go, but perhaps taking a different path to get there. That's incredible. And, and, you know, one of the things that people may not realize is that there's many, many, many failures before their success. There can be many failures before there is success. And if you believe in yourself and where you're going, um, those obstacles that are in your path 
are there for a reason uh, to go over, under, or through, whatever you have to do um, mm-hmm. to uh, get to where you are going. And so I, I think that's just wonderful, Lisa, that uh, your your children are not, your, I mean, you're such a role model and educator to your children, as well as the people that uh, you work with. Well, I appreciate that. And, and I mean, any word that we throw out there, you know, it, it's subjective. It, it's really based upon how each person is inclined to want to interpret something. I don't believe, I, I believe that failure really is only indicative of whether one throws in the towel, whether one quits. And it's not to say that, you know, everything that initially was of interest to me even 10 years ago is necessarily something that is of current interest to me today or something that uh, is still incorporated into my daily regimen. I'm not suggesting that, but Mm -hmm. you you learn the lesson, right? You learn the lesson from whatever it was that expanded you, evolved you, elevated you at that time and providing you don't learn the lesson and you bring it along and you forge it and you integrate it and implement it into whatever Uh, stands to have more meaning in your life or purpose as of today, I don't look upon that as a failure. I look upon it as every juncture, every milestone is an opportunity to ascend, um, to be more conscious driven, um, to get more in in tune with who it is you you are as an individual. What are my core values? What are my beliefs? Uh, what will I go to the wall for? What are my non-negotiables, either as a human being, as a person, you know, as a mom? Um, So I I have a different take on failure. I guess that uh, uh, for more clarity around that, let's say you've um, tried out for a part in a movie or a a dance recital um, or an application uh, to a school and Mm -hmm. and you're turned down, like things like that. I'm thinking more that way as well, Um, Mm -hmm. you know, because uh, lots of times people don't get uh, the job they want, the the school that they want to attend, Mm -hmm. and all sorts of things like that. And um, I think uh, you're, you know, you're partaking with everyone many great lessons here, Lisa, and I appreciate that. Well, thank you. Just very quickly, if I can add on to that, Rhonda, because what what you said there to underscore it. uh, Yes, yes, there's truth and there's relevancy to that. But if you don't get the part, if you don't get accepted into the school that you want, because there are going to be a lot of no's that come to us, but you could only get a no because you venture to take an initial risk. So where that particular path may not be what's intended for you, Continue to take risks, but take risks that are more aligned with what it is you feel you're meant to do. That's brilliant. Thank you. So where do you get your inspiration? You're an author. And I'm wondering where your inspiration comes from. Well, again, you're probably going to hear a lot of overlap in my answering because at the crux of everything, everything derives from my children. So I'm very inspired by my children. I'm very inspired to uh, raise and, and, and play a bigger game in my life for the ongoing benefit for my children uh, in every which way that they can prosper um, and, and benefit from my example. So children come first with regards to possibly any level of inspiration. 
Um, but it's also because in terms of what not only is my branding based upon, but it's how I live and approach my life, Rhonda, as you know, it's, you know, encouraging people to be fearless. And by that, I'm not suggesting that fear in and of itself is something to be negated. I'm not here to discredit the fact that it's an emotion, or it's a state of mind that we've all grappled with, we'll continue to grapple with, again, regardless of how, um, you know, consciously aware we are, or how awakened we are as individuals. Um, But it's to feel fear and to step into it anyway. So I'm here to uplift people to fear less and to live more. So when I see an opportunity where people might be immobilized by fear or they might feel um, impeded by fear, I take that as a golden opportunity to go, okay, there's somebody I can potentially work with and not necessarily from a monetary perspective, not even necessarily to bring them on my platforms, um, but in any which way that somebody is seemingly suffering I will take the the tools that I have in my toolbox and I will take how I approach my own life knowing that it has in fact served me, worked worked for me, benefited me. Um, and I will continue to pay it forward and to be of service in any which way I can with any other human being who I perhaps might be witness to, privy to, overhear or see uh, as seemingly struggling. I, I believe that's my inherent responsibility. Mm-hmm. And you you do so well with that. Thank you, Rhonda. I appreciate that. Very kind. Yes, you have a really good um, way about you. And uh, you have a no-nonsense attitude, don't you? I definitely do. (laughs) (laughs) Which is wonderful. I mean, everything's non-negotiable. When you believe in something, Mm -hmm. that's where it's it's non-negotiable. You just keep on moving forward. Well, and you know this too, Rhonda, when you're on a mission, like when you are so staunch and emphatic in your belief of what it is you're here to do in terms of the meaningful work and to reach a massive audience so as to enrich the lives of others and to empower people to empower themselves. Um, You know, I don't believe in wasting time. I mean, there's so many things I want to accomplish. There's so many people I want to connect with. There's so many people I have yet to reach. And so, you know, although there are different aspects and facets of my personality and, you know, I can be as funny as the next person, um, you know, I understand spontaneity. I too am a very spontaneous person, but when it comes to business and really getting down to brass tacks with what I know I'm here to do and knowing that I'm forever overextended and multitasking, I take the time that I have, which I'm very focused and driven with. And I'm here to capitalize on making the most of it, knowing that by doing so, I can connect with other people who are possibly stuck or they need that extra pair of hands. They need that voice. They need the they need the whatever so that they can live their most meaningful life, their most purpose driven life. And so there's so many people struggling right now, particularly in the midst of covid Um you know, call it business owners, call it just people in general. It's the one situation that we've all been plagued by where we're all collectively sitting in the same boat. So I'm not without opportunity to help people here. Mm-hmm. So you hold you uh, hold yourself to a very high standard, Lisa. I do. And do you have any regiment that you do each day uh, that helps you keep focused? 
uh, and aligned with your journey um, that uh, listeners might want to know? Well, I do everything that regardless of whether I want to do it, feel an inclination to it, um, to do it, I, I do it anyway. Like I've gotten exceptionally good at honing the discipline muscle. So even on the days where I'm not feeling particularly motivated or inspired or uplifted myself, so as to remain integral with my messaging um, and so as to be the walking, talking, breathing example, again, knowing that I've got eyes and ears in my own home that are paying attention to what I do, even on the days I don't want to do it, I do it regardless and I do it anyway. And so you do those things over and over again, then it becomes second nature, no different to brushing your teeth and doing the things that are intuitive um, to being integral with your highest good, you know, doing the things that might seem repetitive, doing the things that might seem redundant, doing the things that you're not necessarily jazzed by, but because it's all part and parcel as playing an integral role or as an essential ingredient to the makeup of everything you stand for, everything you embody, the minute you start to slack off or you start to give yourself uh, the right to make excuses or give yourself permission to abandon post, then you start to see a whole bunch of other aspects of your life slipping as well. So I'm very cognizant. I'm very mindful. Do the things you don't want to do. Do it anyway. And then you get back in flow with how you want your day-to-day operations unfold with every other aspect of your life and responsibilities. Yes. And I think that, uh, you know, I, I, I know with myself, um, if I let myself off the hook today, mm-hmm. it's easier to let myself off the hook the next day. Yes. And uh, so what do you do, Lisa? Do you break things? Like if you have a big goal in front of you, what do you do? Like, do you break it down into small little parts? Uh, are you a person who um, every day uh, has a lined piece of paper of all the things that you're going to do that day? And if you don't get them done that day, it goes into the next day. You just put it on your next uh, uh, agenda, your agenda for the next day. Is, is that how you, is that your process? Just wondering well, what the process. Well, because I've been, I do a lot of the same redundant things over and over again, repetitiously. Okay. Um, I don't need to write a lot of the things that I am on the hook uh, in terms of an accountability piece with myself. I don't need to necessarily write that down. Other things that I Um, you know, they might be a a different goal, a different intention, something that I have a different deadline for. Yes, I write that down, I tick things off. Um, but I'm very much, and I say this to my mentoring clients as well do the things you don't want to do, or the things that you uh would consider yourself not necessarily proficient in, the things you don't like, the, the not so easy tasks. Get that out of the way first, because yes. once, right? Because what? Yes. Because once you've done that, not only do you breathe a sigh of relief, not only do you feel like a weight has been lifted from your shoulder, but because you can relish in the fact that, oh my gosh, something I thought that was a monumental task that was going to take me forever to accomplish, I actually got it off my to-do list. I actually proved to myself that I was able to do it, and now it's freaked me up to get to everything else that I might more so like or feel, um, you know, more compelled to want to do because it's more in my wheelhouse of skills, strengths, talents, whatever. 
But when you get the difficult things done out of the way first, then it gets you in flow with, okay, now I can like, I feel like I can conquer the world because the one thing I thought that I wasn't going to be able to conquer, I in fact did. And now it's done. And now I can be in ease and I can be in flow with everything else. Mm-hmm. But you know, it's human nature to resist those things that are the hardest and get mm-hmm. all these little things done. And then, um, well, by goodness, the day's almost gone. I, I don't have time to tackle the big. I mean, it's human nature, I think, mm-hmm. to, to. So, I mean, it takes a lot of discipline um, to um, do what you're suggesting to do is uh, tackle those hard things first thing in the morning. And, and that's when your brain is the clearest as well. Your brain's ready for that, that type of uh, activity, the hard stuff. Yes, but what I will say in addition to that, Rhonda, okay, uh, which which may be of benefit to your listeners here, it's you know oftentimes what trips us up in life is and are the things that are so called perceivably human nature, mm-hmm. right? Um, so when you flip what's so called human nature on its head, and you do the opposite right? So where more more people who want to reside in their comfort zone, feel an inclination to tackle the easy things first, therefore prolonging and procrastinating with the harder things that get further and further delayed, but therefore you're impeding your own progress. Yes. What I, what I say is turn what is perceivably considered human nature on its head. And then you start to see the momentum, the traction, then you start to see the synergistic alignment, then you start to like really see to what degree you're able to ascend, level up, boss up very quickly. Because the things that take more time actually are the easier things. Because if you're always apt to do the easier things first, you're always going to prolong the harder things. And the harder things are what's going to get you going in the direction of maximizing your growth potential first. Exactly. It's going to get you closer to your goals and all those other little things. Well, breaking your goals, like surpassing your goals. See, this is the thing, you know, people think like, for example, you and I both being authors, people might start off you and I at one, once, uh, once upon a time in the inception of our journey of, okay, I've got a thought. My thought is I want to write a book and you set the goal to complete the writing of the book. But I always say, you know, when people say, um, uh, what's that expression? Um, I forget it at the moment. It's escaped me, but it's like, you know, go beyond even what you've identified as a goal or in terms of setting your intentions, know that when you're doing that, you got to go higher than that. You you really got to go higher than that. You know, there, there has to be no ceiling on that. Mm Hmm. And well, the thing is, is that when you're an author and you do want to write a book, you've got to get started. Uh, It's only a book. It's only a book when you're done. Um, And um, so it it is a difficult process. I mean, there's a lot of a lot of these goals that we're talking about. um, They are big deals. And they they most they most certainly are. But let me give you a tangible example of what I mean in terms of self-talk, self-dialogue. Yeah, so, so for me, when I set out with my initial book, right, because I've written about five or six, I can't remember. But in my yeah. initial in my initial book, it wasn't like, okay, my goal is to write a book. My what I said to myself was, I have three other books in me. 
And I can't get to that until I get this one done. So when you've already said to yourself that you've got more books to write using this as a tangible example, and because you want to get to that, you're eager to get to that, you're excited to get to that, it makes you tackling the writing of the first book that much easier because you know it doesn't end. It doesn't start and stop with the first book. You've got more in the tank in which to bring to the collective. Yes, and I find that uh, I've got to get that first one out before I can get to the other one because it just keeps on interfering with me. Right. (laughs) You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, and it's like I got to keep writing it down, write it down, write it down. And, uh, I mean, everybody's process is different for writing a book. Mm -hmm. Um, What what was your process, Lisa? Um. Well, my process is I, I had content in me for all my children's books. I I'd started out with children's books. And so I had written out my content for all children's, all four children's books. But I knew there was a process that was attached to each one of them. I had to get illustrators. I had to get editors. I had to, you know, I went hybrid publishing for my last one, et cetera, et cetera. So um, and I knew that I was starting with children's books, but I knew the book at that particular time that I was meant to write all although those were all stepping stones to get to the eventual first nonfiction book. Um, so for me, it's all interconnected. Like I'm not like a step-by-step person. I'm like, I look right. at the, I look at the bigger picture and then I look at where I have to start to even surpass the bigger picture because after all those books were written, I knew there was much more I wanted to do. And I'm not just referring to book writing. I'm talking about other aspects of my career, other guests I wanted to uh, get onto my radio show, you know, different goals I had associated with my podcast. I wanted to expand upon my reach, my platforms, my my everything. So I, I start big in my mind and then I go back to the basics of what I need to actually do at the step-by-step level to get it done before I can move on to book two, book three, book four. But I already had it in my mind. I had a succession of things that were going to be done in terms of something to take to market, something that was a tangible product, something that was going to be sitting on a bookshelf, uh, you know, a multitude of books in which to do book signings with and for. So I always it's always bigger thinking for me and then I have to get it actually done. Yes, exactly. Um, You just had this big picture of how everything was going to go and work together. Yes. Right. Absolutely. Um, But what, what about people who don't know what to do? Well, I always say first and foremost, because we don't know what we don't know. And that applies to all of us because we all have different skill sets. We all have different life experiences. We all have different things that we need to change in terms of our mindset to recalibrate our mindset so that we within ourselves are operating as a cooperative component with whatever it is we say we want to aspire to do or to achieve or to have in our lives, uh, to have in our hearts, to have in our homes, to have in whatever. So, you know, it always starts with understanding, okay, it doesn't matter just looking and taking into account and recognizing what my strengths are. What is it that I'm deficient in? What am I proficient in? But what am I also equally deficient in? And if I have to turn those deficiencies into proficiencies, but it's not something that I know where to start with, I always say to people, mentor up, coach up. Yes. Get a me- yes. Get a mentor. 
get a coach because by doing so, you're going to save yourself a lot of unnecessary, uh, wasted time. Um, you know, you're going to save yourself a lot of frustration and it's more counter, it's more intuitive from a time management perspective. It's more intuitive, uh, particularly for people who are multifaceted and they have uh, a plethora of goals. Uh, they're not just like one dimensional. They don't just have one thing that they necessarily wish to accomplish. But even if they don't do only solely have one thing in which they want to endeavor upon accomplishing, then get specialized, find the experts, find the people who have done what you've done, have done it exceptionally well, seek them out, get their advice, uh, get them in your inner circle. Um, if it means you have to pay for them to get undivided time and attention and get their level of expertise in which to take you and ascend you on your journey, then do whatever is required. And I mean, we're in the era of you know, technology. So you can Google search anything. Uh, you can find anything in ebook format. Um, you know, there's all kinds of people who are in, into personal growth, personal development, whatever it is that uh, specializes in what it is you want to specialize in or what you want to acquire more information about. Do a search. I mean, everything is at your fingertips these days. And that couldn't be more so true for all of us sitting in, in lockdown. Uh, in the middle of a pandemic, everything's online. So whatever you don't know, but you know, you need to know, go research. Mm -hmm. And getting a mentor or a coach, it's like the difference between driving around in a minivan or getting into a race car. Because <laughs> <laughs> no, really, because you just end up going at lightning speed. Yes. Um, when you're mentored, especially if you have a fantastic coach like you're, you are um lisa oh is, thanks uh, Rhonda. you're welcome um because uh you don't know what, as you say you don't know what you don't know but when you know it and you get all jazzed up about it uh mm -hmm. boy you can move mountains um especially because you've got somebody in your court big time big and, time and that one person that's in your court it's not the person that lives in your household it's someone else that's right and they no. have, and the thing is, the person that you decide to mentor up, coach with, they have felt your pain once upon a time, right? They they've been where you've been, and through their own trials and tribulations, and heartache and hardship and adversity, you know, because people like me, as you know, Rhonda, I want to see everybody win. I want to see everybody shave off time. Uh, so that they can also multitask in, in many facets of their life that are of equal interest to them, perhaps. So in the case of you and I having mentored up, which again is an honor, I don't take anything lightly, I don't take anything for granted. You know, we've had this conversation. It's like, you know what, I know where you're at right now. I've been there myself. Let's get going. I'm going to I'm going to give you the nuggets that's going to save you time so that you can get into the meat and potatoes of the journey of it all. Mm hmm. And uh, exactly. So and with that said, I mean, you do need a coach or a mentor that is has been on the track that you're heading towards. And and sometimes you don't even know you're headed towards that until uh, you do have a mentor Absolutely. Um, to help you. But I mean, uh, you know, in reading your newsletters, I mean, it, you you live what you talk about and you have a you have a quote that says, I want for you what you want for yourself. That's Byron and, Katie. She's beautiful. Yes. Mm -hmm. yes. And, and it's so true in life. I want for you what you want for yourself. 
And mm-hmm. so if you don't want that for yourself, then nobody can help you get there. Absolutely. Absolutely. Right. And and the thing is, I, I love the spirit in which that quote comes from, from Byron Katie, because she's such a light worker, energy worker, and she's always about, you know, owning it. It's all about accountability. It's going deep within. And even the most heinous things that people could go, well, you know, that wasn't my fault. She always looks at things from a karmic universal standpoint. It's like, well, if you go deeper, actually, you will see to what degree you played a role in that, no matter how marginal. And so when she says, I want for you what you want for you, people who really want the best for people, people who really want other people to win and succeed. Um, I mean, you can't, you can't preface it in such a more beautiful, profound way. I want for you what you want for you. And that's regardless of whatever that might be, that might remain uncommunicated or unbeknownst to me, whatever you hold within yourself, I want, uh, this is what I want. I too want that for you. Go shine, go fly, go rise. And you also have an ability to flush things out of people that they might not even know. Right. Well, I appreciate you saying that, but, but, and, and I do that with my mentoring clients too, because when people say that in some cases, not all cases, but when some people identify, okay, this is what I, where I want to ascend to, this is what I want to accomplish. This is the path that I want my life to take on. Oftentimes, before we even get into um, delving into that, I'm looking at, okay, how long has this perhaps been a goal of yours? And if I've got some clients that say 10 years, then I say, okay, let's look at all the the reasons for why that has taken you 10 years to do uh, and what role you've played in that too. So whether it's getting toxic people out of your inner circle um, that is feeding your ability to want to continuously play small, placating other people, being more concerned about other people's opinions of you rather than being integral with yourself, which could be completely two different things. Um, So it's really breaking down the paradigm that people are still in their subconscious working with that's counterintuitive, that's not serving their higher good, and it's really keeping them stuck with what it is they say to me or even to themselves that they want to show up in their lives. And so it's it's really getting dealing with the head first, getting getting congruent with the conscious and the, the subconscious, because until you are truly walking and talking what it is you say you want, you're always going to find a way to trip yourself up, even unbeknownst to you, because you don't even know how entrenched you are in the indoctrination, whether it come from the family, whether it come mm-hmm. from religion, whether it come from the schooling system, whatever it might be that gets people programmed in the wrong ways, we got to deconstruct the programming before you can seriously be in the vibrational frequency level to flow. Oh, that's, uh, you're just incredible to listen to the, the, the stuff that you have unfolded uh, to us here today is just incredible. The amount of teaching that you've done in such a short period of time. And, you know, people, and, you know, Lisa, um, people don't realize that they self-sabotage. They don't realize that what they say in their speech is what they're living every day. Yes. Um, You know, people don't realize that they are disempowering themselves and even when you take that sentence and repeat it back to them, they really have to think about it. Mm-hmm. Um, and when you say it's entrenched, it is entrenched. It, it really can be. Yes, absolutely. Entrenched. Absolutely. 
I've had to smile many times with everything that you've been talking about. It's just wonderful to listen to you. And um, so I'm just wondering, what extraordinary discovery have you made in your life or discoveries? The, the big one, the number one uh, discovery, and I've known this, I think, really all my life, whether I was at an age where I could articulate it, really fully understand it or not. What it is for me, Rhonda, is there's no such thing as coincidence. None. Okay, explain us. Explain it to us. Well, I, I believe everything is synergistically aligned, right? So when you get yourself aligned with self, there's no coincidence to the wonderful things that continuously show up in 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 one's world. And there's too many people who live in the world of how we language, how we emit our energy, mm-hmm. uh, the, 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 the types of ways in which we navigate our lives. And so, again, you and I, having come into the fold and, and crossing paths with one another, for you having appeared on my show, me now appearing as a guest on your show, us mentoring up with one another, um, and the common denominator of that being John. I mean, there's no coincidence to any of this. Now, Alternatively, if I was the type of person who was really about negativity and I was really about licking my own wounds and I was really about victimology, you you and I would not know each other. You and I would not know John. We would know different kind of people and it would be a different kind of journey and it would be a different kind of life um, and it would be a totally different perspective and a different philosophy. So what I'm saying in terms of what you put your attention on grows stronger, I want to really impress upon your listening audience, Rhonda, yes. that applies for not only the positive and the intuitive, but it also applies equally for the negative and the counterintuitive. And as adults, regardless of our once upon a time programming, uh, it is a choice. It is a choice. Do I want to stick with the familiar, which embodies the mediocrity, the complacency, the things that are per- perhaps not serving me, being on perpetual cycles in life, which are bringing me down, 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 um, you know, or do you want to have an optimal yummy life, right? Do you want to be around yummy people? Do you want to be around people who are going to get behind you because they embody the same characteristics in terms of, I want us to all win. And you don't know what you don't know. So I'm going to connect you with other like-minded people who are going to play an additional pivotal role in your journey because you deserve that. And who am I to hoard that? Who am I to not want to see you succeed? I mean, what kind of would I be? But we know those people unfortunately exist. Yes. And the thing is, is that uh, you uh, the listening audience uh, may start to realize that it takes less energy to be positive and be on a, a really good place in your life, that you're on a journey that you want to be on and that you're happy mm-hmm. every day and pleased with what you're doing because it takes an awful lot of energy to be negative and to be a downer. Um, and, and people don't realize that. I mean, that energy is heavy. And you've got to mm-hmm. lumber through life with that that negative energy. And positive energy is light and joyful. And um, and and you br- and and the thing is, is you're transmitting that energy, whatever it is, out into the universe, and like a boomerang, it's coming back to you. So oh yes, the the more positive you are, the more positivity comes to your life. And I'm not talking about being <clears throat> falsely positive. I just I mean about being positive about your tasks during the day, whatever Mm -hmm. goal that you have, whatever book you're writing, 
any of those types of things. Absolutely. And, and, and not to misconstrue, people think when you say positively or positivity mm-hmm. or just positive, people think that, that that's always one dimensionally associated with being in a good mood all the time. I'm not talking about that. I, it's no. similar, to, similar to what you said, it's being intentional. It's being deliberate with your thoughts, your action taking, your self dialogue right? Are you doing things that are intuitively sound? Because I do believe in things like universal energy and spirit. I do believe in in karma. I do believe in kindness begets kindness, right? I I believe in all of that stuff. So, you know, if you play fair as a cooperative component in the material world, good things are going to be bestowed upon you. And I'm not talking about do things in terms of giving to receive, don't make it fabricated, don't make it disingenuous. But to know that by putting good out in the world, by being an ambassador of what it means to be a humanitarian, um, you know, to care about people, to pay it forward, to be of service in any which way that you can, uh, that's a win-win across the board. And that's good energy that vibrates throughout the the universe. And so it's a ripple effect. And so you can create a ripple effect that can um, destroy people, or you can you can commit to the ripple effect that's going to enrich and empower people. It's a choice, but mm-hmm. to think that but to think that your contribution, whether it be negative or positive, uh, doesn't affect other people, um, not true. That's not right. true. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's right. Very very well said, uh, Lisa. Thank you. Very Thanks, well Rhonda. said. Um, how many people reach you, Lisa? You mean, what's my reach or how many people reach me? That's two different questions. (laughs) I'd like to know both. (laughs) Uh, Well, in terms of my, my, my radio podcasting reach, because I, because I'm with two networks, um, any particular guest who I'm showcasing on a weekly basis, listenership is in excess of 8 million people. I'm heard in 175 countries, 220 TV, radio, terrestrial satellites, um, I'm on, you know, pretty much every podcasting hosting platform that I think is out there. Um, but I'm very fortunate that I'm a 95% referral based business. So whether it be through mentoring, whether it be through speaking engagements, whether it be through radio, uh, I'm very fortunate that either because other people have had a good experience in whatever aspect or suite of service that I've provided, word gets out. And uh, and again, that's what we're speaking in terms of the positivity, the contributions, uh, wanting other people to win, doing well by other people. It, you know, it's not about giving to receive. You do things from a genuine place because it's the right thing to do. Other people who are like-minded, they will reciprocate in kind and it will be effortless. And it's a win-win. Yes. Yes. When you act from from uh, the true essence of your being and heart centered, only mm-hmm. more things are going. Only more good things are going to come to you. But when you have hidden agendas or any other type of agenda, it's um, it. You know, there's it, it's it, it's a little bit tougher to go that way for sure. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. How may, how may people reach you? Uh, I appreciate the question. I appreciate all your questions. Your questions are fantastic. You're very good at this, Rhonda. Oh, thank um, you, Lisa. <laughs> thank uh, you. So you can pretty much hit me up on every single social media platform, LinkedIn. I've got a few Facebook pages, Twitter, Instagram. Um, you can connect with me through Lisa at livingfearlesslywithlisa.com. That's my website. 
Lisa at livingfearlesslywithlisa.com is my email. I might've just already said that. So there's, cause it's living fearlessly in everything. So I get a little confused. Um, but it is livingfearlesslywithlisa.com is my website. Lisa at livingfearlesslywithlisa.com is my email address. I'm an open book. I'm accessible. I've said before, if you want to call me by phone, I can be reached at 289-684-7707. I connect with people around the globe on WhatsApp. Uh, I'm all over the place. So however people would prefer to reach me, I will make myself available. Yes. And as you can tell uh, by listening to Lisa, she knows her stuff. And uh, if you're out there and you're wondering what step uh, to take next, Uh, with the goals that you have in mind, then you need to be reaching out to Lisa because uh, uh, you're going to be nothing but successful if you are working Mm. with Lisa. Oh, thank you, Rhonda. And I I encourage the listeners, connect with Rhonda. (laughs) (laughs) Well, thank you. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you so much. So thank you uh, to my extraordinary guest, Lisa McDonald. Now, Lisa, I've got one last question to ask you. Sure. And I want to know if you feel that you've been called to your journey. I really do. Yes, I I really do. Because again, I don't believe in coincidences. So if I had offered you a no answer, it would have contradicted everything else I said throughout the course of this interview. Exactly. And it would have contradicted the way I live my life. And I'm not about contradiction. So um, yes, I, I really believe that this is what I'm here to do. Uh, I believe that I'm doing it to the best of my ability, but in saying that I'm always committed to growing, I'm committed to learning as well as unlearning simultaneously. Um, right. I don't, I don't profess to know it all. Uh, I'm all about mentorship myself. So I, you know, I never get to a point in my journey where I think, okay, I've reached the echelon. No, there's always more room for improvement. There's room for growth. And there's always going to be other people who I have yet to connect with and tap into who are going to be instrumental in my journey. So I don't close any doors or opportunities on anything. Wonderful. Thank you so much for joining us today, Lisa. Thank you so much for your time. I've thoroughly enjoyed it. And I'm sure that our listening audience have as well. So this is Rhonda Grant with the Rhonda Grant Show, author of Magical Forces Within, Extraordinary Discoveries in an Ordinary Life, inviting you to look for the magical forces within yourself today and every day. Thanks for tuning in to the Rhonda Grant Show with your host, Rhonda Grant. If you would like to find out more information about Rhonda and her upcoming guests and the work that she does, go to her website, rhondagrantauthor.com. That's rhondagrantauthor.com. 